Rise and shine. You are the master of your own creation. Welcome to Mercury Magnetics Podcast. I'm your host, Kyla Arnold. And just like our little curious, witty planet of Mercury, this podcast holds space for communication. I hold different conversations with different people in hopes that it sparks self-inquiry on the pursuit to self-discovery. Stay tuned and let's do it. Bebe. Uh, yeah, the other day. Like recently, the other day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, just a little background for me. Um, whenever I was coming out of Christianity, I was given a bunch of books and I read them all. And this is before I had ever. It was like it was like Christianity and then directly out of Christianity. This is the information that I found, right? And we're talking about kind of occult, right? What would you call that we're talking about? Um, al- alternative views. Alternative, alternative views. Alternative views. Okay, like, yeah. really, that's a good way to put it. Okay, so alternative yeah. views, kind of relating to occultism, which just means something that's hidden. Right. And um, anyway, when I found some of this information directly out of Christianity, it always was there in my head, right? But I wasn't quite ready to dive deeply into it. It was more of like, hey, I'm here, and then I had my own path, and now it's circled back around where I'm really intrigued, and I think that you kind of reminded me or like brought it back into my life. So let's welcome Joe onto the podcast, and before we get started, do you want to kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what you like to do, what you like to focus on, and Joe's a projector, so he's fascinated (laughs) in certain systems, and he's really here to lead people in a new concept (laughs) or a new idea. All right, well. So welcome. Thank you for doing this, by the way. Well, thanks, Kylie. Yeah, and... um, so I moved here. I moved here to Arkansas um, during the pandemic, and um, was really—I uh, I wouldn't say surprised, but uh, dismayed—at the herd-mindedness and the slave-mindedness of the uh, left-leaning people in uh, Lawrence, Kansas, and how um, they were quick to, yeah, I mean. We should really just like lock ourselves down, right? Because you know there's this virus that you know some people died in an old folks' home, so I guess we should just like lock ourselves down. And if we're in a walk in the woods, you know we'll be sent to prison, and that's great. You know we love that. And so I was just kind (laughs) of, what is going on? You know, it's like, and I mean, all my life I had seen that people in society is so regimented, and um, you know, as a, I I was probably you know lucky. Um, and at least, at least the aspect of my childhood development in, in that my uh, parents kind of left me to my own devices a lot um, to where I could see that, you know, there's, there's an inner world. You know, we have an inner world and, and how that is um, just as important as the outer world, you know. And then that, there's the concept of, uh, of two, of the... Of, uh, of, of division mm-hmm. and how so, so much of reality is uh, governed by the concept of polarity of, of division and uh, you know really just from a from a uh, from the early days you know with looking at how society is really just kind of blindfolded and, and wilf- willfully ignorant about you know the mysteries of life and um and like would you call it almost like the shallowness yeah and um uh you know arrested development you could say Mm -hmm. um and 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 in cowardice you know and that that may be that may be a little um disrespectful but that's an element of it you know psychologically there's a lot going on um in terms of why people, why the, why the uh, species is in the condition that we're in. So, yeah, I hear you. And um, 
So we're here where we're at, and do you think that there is a way to be that has less of a shadow? So we're, like, humanity has more potential than we're using, is what you're saying, right? Is that what I'm hearing? Like, we have right. the potential to, to choose something different than what we've been told to choose? Well, yeah, and, um, you know, you look at, you know, the, the school system is, you know, an obvious, you know, you know, place to start when we're looking at this subject because, you know, of course there are 12, um, there are 12 grades, you know, in grade, if you're familiar with astrology, a degree, a grade, uh, a deacon, you know, these are all astrological terms and a pastor, Uh you know, asters and pastor. Yeah. And so, and then, and then you, I remember thinking, you know, when I was, in, I want to pause you uh, there just to ask yeah. something because you know that's what I do. I try to interrupt people a lot and ask questions. That's why I'm doing this podcast because I'm good at interrupting. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> then people are gonna love love your interviewing style for sure. Yeah. Okay, so also something Not that really. just found out about the twelve, like the number twelve is like a number of completion. It's like, and that's why things are in twelve, because and like um, Taurus, which is where hours derive from, and it's like walking across the sky in twelve. Like a 12-step program. program. Well, yeah, and and so... And all of this information is not known by the, like, common human. They use these words, but they don't even know where they came from or what that means. But a lot of them have been retained in our vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you look at... Just the world. Just look okay, at the well, world. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's what that's what I'm I mean is I, I remember looking at there was like a sundial, in you know the recess, you know area, and then I was thinking you know it's like okay so we have this clock, that has twelve numbers, mm-hmm. you know and 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 it has to do with you know the sun and and time and, um, and so you know twelve months of the year. 12 signs of the zodiac you know well jesus had 12 disciples and mm-hmm. he's the son god's mm-hmm. son and so i was figuring this out when i was like and thinking like man i don't think it, like if i started talking <laughs> about this to the kids around me they'd be like yeah joe you fuck you you know and it's just really They're you know like, frustrating okay <laughs> yeah yeah it's like uh and you know i mean it's not to be it's not to be disrespectful to people, but, you know, at a certain point, you know, when we're getting into, like, totalitarianism, the ignorance of others, it, it becomes truly maddening. You know, it becomes maddening. And, and so it's a matter of, uh, you know, um, you know, um, I've recently, you know, discovered uh, uh, an author named Ayn Rand and just never having understood, you know, why people have said so many negative things about her and her philosophy started recently, you know, looking looking at that and, and she talked about how basically the the value of, of man, the value of, of humankind is is the is reason, mm-hmm. right? That is, that is our value. Mm-hmm. And that is what our va- all value derives from. And so once you are able to um, truly conceptualize that for yourself, then it's, own, it's like a superpower. And she, mm-hmm. she would say basically that most people are not at that level of understanding the value of reason, the value of the, of the mind, and the capacity for, for logic and reason. And sh- she and called her philosophy really objectivism. Means. Yeah, like what that actually means. Because this is something that, like for instance, human design they say like the mind is not your inner authority it's an outer authority but it's not your inner authority and like they're they're saying like your mind and your heart or your mind and your body are kind of like it's it not at opposition but um the mind can get easily manipulated or the thoughts can (coughs) be skewed by like you know you know what i'm saying like you can be conditioned to think a certain way or your mind can be your greatest tool or it can be your worst curse, right. right? And so the only way to get past the curse of the mind, in my opinion, is through reason. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you align that reason with truth, if you can join what that means, then you realize your power. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? That's right, yeah. That's and, right. Um, and so much of society is about hijacking that. So much yeah. of, of um, uh, commercialism and, you know, a person who is, uh, um, you know, again, reasonable <laughs> will look at society and, you know, socialists, leftists would say that, you know, this is our problem is a product of capitalism. And, you know, we would look at the situation and say that, well, it's more like commercialism. That everything is about trying to psychologically abuse you into thinking that well you know you know you're just a piece of shit because you don't have this fucking you know purse mm -hmm. i mean look at this look at this dude with this awesome purse you don't have that so you suck you know you need and and the manipulation is actually really really insidious and you know um i would say that basically so much of society and our problem has to do with again the like the abnegation of psychology sigmund freud and you know we're so we're talking about the psychology of you know psychological manipulation and how to uh control people by putting them into a position of lack by Are convincing them that their self that their own self is not what is um valuable but it is their relation to others that's valuable see that's that's the huge key that's basically what socialism is to say that your relation or, or that that you have to other people is, is value before the, the primacy of self, if that makes sense. So, and that's that's what commercialism does. It says that, well, hey, this, this uh, you know, this thing or this, uh, you know, this piece of junk, you know, what were you gonna say? Um, no, keep going, I'm not stopped. So, what is it saying? Like, it's saying, I'm, I'm saying I'm, that. I'm curious about this in relation to others versus yourself, talk on that more. Right, well, yeah, um, so, some something I've been looking at is uh, how how Ayn Rand will, will talk about the concept of altruism mm -hmm. versus self-esteem, mm -hmm. and where she says that they are in in so many ways op opposed to each other, and the idea that we exist to benefit others robs us of our you know of our self-esteem, which is obvious, and you know like you can help people, but you should have your own self-esteem first. The only power you really have is your own power. Yeah, and right. And I think people, I get what you're, I think I'm getting it in my own perception of what you're saying, is it's the same thing as also giving your power, waiting for someone else to fix your problem. It's the same exact thing. Hmm, it's just yeah. the opposite yeah. end of it. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? I need to fix other problems or people or I'm putting value outside of myself into right. something else. Absolutely. And, and yeah. I think it's all about taking the responsibility back and realizing that you have the potential to do that through reason. Absolutely. That's absolutely and, and actually that's the only way that anything ever gets done. Yeah. And so this is this gets into the concept of collectivism versus individualism. Whereas, you know, you know, everyone knows that anything that has been adopted by the collective has been, um, you know, uh, uh, cre created, um, revolutionized by an individual, by a maverick, you know, at, at any level. And, and, you know, I mean, and so people, you know, and, and, a, and a perfect uh, example of that would be Christianity. You know, it's the study of Christianity and the, um, how, well, there's this one guy, Jesus, this one guy who is the truth and he was the, the authentic man. And uh, we're all trying to be like Jesus. But are you really, are we really trying to be like Jesus or are we just, you know, being these, uh, you know, like, is it this like cult thing that's like not rooted in reality at all? Well, what is rooted <laughs> in is shame. It's rooted in shame. It's rooted in this yeah. idea of original sin and that you need a Messiah, something to save you, not because you deserve it, but because your God is merciful. That's outside of your own self. That's not within you. Yeah. It's a, it's a, but, right. But someone else is going to save you. Yeah. 
Yeah, someone else is going to figure like, it out. Uh, this person <laughs> will save me. This yeah. new diet will save me. This house will save me. Someone yeah. else needs to be responsible for my experience. Yeah. Is the is the is the lie at its deepest core. So at yeah. what, let's go back 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 to like to prehistory to, to the dinosaurs. Let's go I'm to just <laughs> Let's go to like Middle Age Renaissance times. Sure. Which I'm a newly found historian, by the way. Because right. I never, okay, I never liked history in school. Do you know why? There's multiple reasons, but do you want to guess? I'll give you two, but do you want to guess? Why don't you just tell me? Okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> one, all the history teachers sucked. Do you know why? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, because they didn't actually give a shit about history. Well, yeah, obviously. Do you know why? Because they were brainwashed. I because don't know. Because they were coaches. <laughs> Every history teacher was a sports coach. Well, that's that's just how it goes here. Just how it is. So it was like, hey, I want to coach football. Hey, I want to coach basketball. But you have to teach in the school. So what subject did they give all the coaches? History. History. Yeah. And then now I have this, like, macho man who has an attitude. Well, you know, the... <laughs> trying to teach me yeah. history, but not actually teaching it at all. Not knowing it himself and just reading it from a book that was written by... The, the, the Jesuits. By, the by Illuminati. Some, yeah. For sure. So that's, So it's actually, like, a blessing that I didn't like history. Because I would have been taught all of the wrong things, and then I would have to unlearn. Well, well, it's good to know what the you know official um, officialdom is, so that you can realize how how bullshit it all is. Yeah, I did get that through Christianity. <laughs> well, and, and going back to Christianity really quick, what what I'm pointing out is the fact that we have this guy named Jesus, who's you know putting put bringing the truth to light. He's you know raising the dead. He's feeding the multitudes. He's um you know, turning over the tables of the money changers, doing all these great things. Right. And then, and then the whole point, the whole culmination of it is that despite doing all these great things for people, you know, some guy named Judah, Judas gives him the kiss of death and uh, points him out and betrays him. And then he's, you know, brought before, you know, the people of the town by Pontius Pilate. And Pontius Pilate says, okay, guys, you know, I re we really don't want to put the light of truth to death. We don't want to put the truth and the light to death. We... We, we figured out a loophole, okay, to where we can spare Jesus' life. But it's up to you guys. It's up to the collective. It's up to the collective. It's up to the multitudes, right? So you, you can choose between either Jesus, uh, you know, who is, you know, the light of truth, the son of God, feeding the multitudes, and, and this guy named Barabbas, who's a, who's a liar, who everyone knows is dedicated his whole life to the dark side of the world. He's really popular. Everyone likes him. Okay, wait, wait. I, don't, the, know, I don't know how to. This is, this is the story. This is the New Testament. Okay, this, who was that? The B word. Barabbas is, is the, the dude that, in, in, in the end of, of the New Testament. Is it an analogy? Is it an analogy? Well, well, I'm getting to it. You'll see. You'll see what I'm, what I'm trying to say here. Okay. Is that at the end. Okay, so then Pontius Pilate brings Jesus before the whole town, gathers the whole town, says, on this day. There's a certain, you know, uh, 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 tradition where I can release one prisoner, but you have to choose between two. So we have Jesus, the light oh. of God, this, the son of God, the light of truth, uh -huh. the light of the yeah, world. The shadow and the light. Yeah, and then here's Barabbas, who is, you know, basically, you know, not the best guy. And then in one voice, you know, the town says, give us Barabbas. And so the whole point of the New Testament is an obvious allegory saying that, mm -hmm. you know, that when when uh, presented with the, the, the greater, when humanity is presented with superiority, they always choose what is less. And that's obviously what is the New Testament is saying. And so what I'm what I'm pointing out is that here we are as Christians and we can't look at the New Testament and see the clear and obvious metaphor that you know what it's telling us is that here we we have this psychological condition where we as a group right as a collective can't 
can't get our shit together, have a resentment towards what is divine, have resentment towards what is superior. You know what I mean? Want, you know, and so that's that that's what I'm saying, you know, and that's that's what Christianity is saying. And people I'm just saying that people don't even understand that. For me, where I'm at right now in my thoughts, I feel like I could almost explain my entire belief system within like three sentences. Uh And one of them is that there is light, just for lack of just for lack of a better term or source or whatever. There's light, and then in order with just light, with just one, you there's nothing else, and so you can't see anything do anything or move there's no motion there's no colors there's just light there's no shadow so in order to do anything the moment that you step out of that light there's automatically a shadow created so Hmm. it goes from one to three right you get what i'm saying and so if you want to experience life in my opinion then you have to learn to accept a shadow and so whenever I hear you say God, I, I think of it as an analogy in that way. Like, that yeah. we're choosing life with the shadow over no life at all. Hmm. Well, you know, that's, that's an interesting take. Um, but, and, and yeah, I mean, what, what you're saying, I, I would say that that's what the Bible is essentially saying, is that there's this principle of polarity, you know, where, you know, there's basically the, the struggle between light and darkness yeah. is the struggle between the light of truth, uh-huh. which is knowledge, which is reason. spiritual development. Yeah, yeah, which is spiritual development, which is reason. And, and, that's, and, and, and that's then in the opposite. That go together, that people don't understand. Well, and, and, and that would be the, the law of um, uh, uh, correspondence, the law of correspondence, where light corresponds to knowledge. Because, you know, if you're yeah. walking in the dark and there's a freaking cliff and you can't see the cliff, well, yeah. well hey, I got a flashlight. I, yeah. I, I had the I had the IQ bring a freaking flashlight at and pitch in the pitch black out in the middle of nowhere, whereas here are these ignorant people, they fell off the freaking cliff. You know what I did? I developed my sequel to Violet Sager's that I can see. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> hey, then, yeah, there you go. Good for you. I mean, that that's a that's a superpower then. But but the point being, I talk, it's like part cat. I'm part cat. Part cat. Okay. Well, I listen to my cat's pet. Oh, right. There you go. So it's like some mutation. Yeah. But Anyways, yeah. we'll talk about that on later episodes. But, but what I was trying to illustrate is you have these – okay, and, and this, go, this goes back into uh, to Freud. And mm-hmm. I, there's I'm a really interesting, um, you know, revelation I've had in terms of, you know, Sigmund Freud and what his work was really about, and it is making the unconscious manifest. It is making – that which has been suppressed, that's what's, what's been left in the dark. Mm-hmm. Don't look at that. Yeah. And bringing that into the light and saying, like, look, no, we are, as creatures, fundamentally flawed. And, you know, Sigmund Freud was like, okay, I'm going to figure out how, how this has come to pass, how we are, and try and categorize this and try and come to an understanding of it. Now, so now, now we're talking about um, – you know the the male and the female principle mm-hmm. whereas you know the in in Egypt the night sky was seen as like a, a goddess mm-hmm. you know that gives birth to the sun yeah. every morning mm-hmm. and and so we're talking about the the feminine principle being the unmanifest right now here you have the solar masculine man that's uh you know talking about gettysburg or whatever that doesn't want to deal with the 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 you know the dark side of the world because you know some of the great things uh, like we're talking about we we've left this in in the in the dark in the basement and here we are dredging it up you know shining a light on the light of truth you know mm-hmm. what i mean so totally. and so sigmund freud's last book was called moses and monotheism mm-hmm. moses and monotheism which is talking about how there's a clear connection between the uh, first monotheist, which was Akhenaten, and Moses. You know, Moses from coming from Egypt, 
you know, and, and then Akhenaten being, you know, the monotheist, monotheism, and the, the Aton. Well, in, in Judaism, the four-lettered name of God is called the Tetragramma Aton. Tetra being four, gramma being name, and Aton being God. The God Aton. So you have Akhenaten, Aten, Aton. So the God of Akhenaten was Aton, and then the four-letter name of God is the, is, is, you know, God is Aton. You know, so there's a clear connection between Judaism, Akhenaten. And so when we're talking about monotheism, we're talking about the rejection of the feminine principle. Okay. So, so, so see how it relates to Sigmund Freud, where he's saying, I'm trying to drudge up the unmanifest and the, you know, the repressed mm -hmm. to try and put humanity in a state of mental wholeness. Balance. Balance, yeah. And so when we're talking about, and, and I mean, you know, and, and, and Sigmund Freud was famous for, you know, lambasting America, saying America, the famous quote from Freud is, though it may be such a monumental, colossal failure from sea to shiny sea, a failure it is nonetheless. And so he was, you know, you know, really, uh, you know, ridiculed. And in popular culture, you know, in all the cartoons or the TV shows, you have the characterized psychologist Sigmund Freud you know but in reality you know if you look at his work in hindsight um, he was absolutely a, a maverick you know and, and, and more for, very forward thing for his time but he he never was concerned with trying to bring his ideas to uh, America because you know as, as we see you know America is a, a failed society um, anyway <laughs> kind of <laughs> tied that all together tried to Sorry if I'm rambling. No, this is great. I love it. Yeah, um, I, I'm still learning with all of the Christianity, which I find really fascinating. Do you want to talk about um, hermeticism a little bit and what that means to you and what you think of what it... Because I know that I heard something yesterday, actually, and it was in relation to Moses and Hermes. And it was saying that they actually existed at the time of the Romans, not prior. That it was more recent than history wants everyone to believe. Mm -hmm. And how Her Hermes, Trismegistus or whatever, is that how you say it? Kind of like that? Yeah. Okay, I heard someone say it a little bit different today. But anyways, you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, there was someone else too, and that's how like it got this Trismegistus. Have you heard anything about that? Well, um, as far as you know, the his the historicity of of the god Hermes, um, you know, there's things that I could say about that. But what what about the walking human form? Hermes? The real Hermes, right? Um, he got labeled as a god and may have reached. What what does God mean? To Let's start there, as far as, like... Well, God der God derives from the German goat. Yeah. Goat. Cool. Yeah. I love this. Let's do it. So, <laughs> so okay, so Moses was the horn, was, had horns, mm -hmm. right? You know, and people will say, well, that represented the moon. You know, you could say, well, it, it to, to the ancient people, um, religion, spirituality, actually had a very different um, and more... Um, probably more holistic, um, you know, role in, uh, uh, in philosophical um, role. And, and where, you know, in the first, you know, the first chapter of the secret teachings of all ages, you know, Manly Palmer Hall says, you know, these symbols are representations mm -hmm. of the forces of nature. And mm -hmm. so when you look at the antlers, it, it represents um, the, the masculine energy on a you know a on a fundamental um uh you know anatomical <laughs> like primal principle. level and print yeah. on the, the principle of it is yeah. that the you know the, the the antlers the horns are a manifestation of that principle mm -hmm. and so you know in the same way that you know now and now we can talk about tree symbolism and tree symbolism you know represents uh, a certain you know metaphysical principle of nature and so this is basically, you know, uh, really a really important concept in paganism that people today like have no concept of. This is a this is a 
a really different concept that most people, you know, uh, have never like associated. Have with never it. have never thought of. Yeah, and or you know, you know, a wave, water, you know, the elements, uh, fire. Um, again, you know, I was talking about tree symbolism, and just I, I don't want to get you know all over the place, but uh, in terms of Hermes, there's the god Hern. Now Hern, pretty, you know, one letter away from from Hermes. Mm -hmm was, you know, a horned god mm -hmm. in, in pagan, pagan Europe and, and mm -hmm. kind of all over the place. And, um, you know, uh, a, re a resource for this type of research is uh, someone named uh, Michael Tessarian, and he talks about, you know, how, you know, the, the Druids, the god of the Druids was Hermes. The most important god to the Druids was Hermes. And you go into the... Um, the uh, uh, reference works and you start looking into you know the ancient religions and ancient cultures mm -hmm. and it's uh it's pretty clear that you know we are not you know we know that we know how much destruction and how much destruction of, of the record record there was okay mm -hmm. we know that mm -hmm. but then you know you you look at what we have available and you can see that well there's there's clearly you know more uh, to know that, uh, you know, we're, we're not we're not being told. Okay, let's let's talk about that for a second. So, at a certain point, we agree that there was information more known that is now less known. Do you believe that? Yeah, I mean. And yeah, like something yeah. was m manipulated intentionally. Do you believe that in order to keep? The average person away from the well, well, let's put it this way, you know, uh, Napoleon, you know, he was he was an authority, right? He was an authority figure, you know, he, he was really big in government. He was the emperor of France, and he famously said history would be a great thing if it were true. Yeah. And so, you know, I think. But what I, do yeah. you believe? Do you believe yeah, that that is true? Like at a certain yeah. point in history, and I want to talk about yeah. that turning point. Right. And I want to ask you your opinion on it. Yeah. Of who and why. Right. Well, um, yeah, that's that's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, it talks about how, um, you know, at a certain point, you know, this age of, uh, you know, uh, uh, that that maybe we used to have more of an egalitarian um, or a. Uh, you know, the, the going from you know supposed hunter gatherers to the um, you know agrarian society of you know uh, killing and making warfare, and that you know some people will say supposedly at some point that happened, where there was some and and people will talk about catastrophism. You know, the idea of a comet that at one point you know there was a you know high civilization. And it was destroyed somehow. That seems to be pretty obvious to me. You know, in the Great Pyramid of Giza, you know, it was obviously, you know, some bunker. You know, people look at that and they'll say it was a advanced technology. You know, to me it looks like it was a bunker built to like, you know, contain oh, and so a really good point that I heard about that is well, so to your point, you look at the pyramids, the main like the the pyramids of in of Egypt. And there's what uh, like se seventeen of them, you know, uh, or or sixteen, but it, it corresponds to the um, the uh, Osiris myth, the Osirian legend, where Osiris was, you know, cut up into seventeen pieces, or was it sixteen? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But but if you look, you know, there along the Nile, there are as many you know pyramids as uh, as there were you know the the body parts of Osiris. So the idea of you know the like the mystery of, of the universe being divided up mm -hmm. and then made possibly contained within the pyramids. You know, that's one aspect of it, you know, to your point of, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, how did we, how did we get here? Well, I would say that to me, it looks, yeah, it looks like a pyramid is some type of a uh, vault, you know? Yeah. But I've been listening to some, 
pumping and the effect of electricity and energy surfaces right. and sealing and yeah, information for sure. and having to go underground and putting the symbolism in the tarot and this, that, and the other. And I'm, why do you, I'm, I'm just like confused about like why these Christians wanted to do that. Well, to, okay, so now like what this leads into, this leads into the concept of, of monotheism yeah. coming from Akhenaten. And, you know, there's a reading of this history where, you know, that I'm studying that Michael Tessarian talks about. And, you know, I honestly wish I wish I had more of a, a grasp on it, you uh -huh. know, before doing this interview. But to give you a, a rough estimate of, you know, the uh, the um, the telling is that, you know, essentially you know, Akhenaten was kicked out of Egypt. You know, Akhenaten was the, was the pharaoh of Egypt, you know, ruled over Egypt, and then was, you know, basically kicked out. And so the, you know, expelling of the Jews from Egypt is actually, you know, a different telling of, you know, the, um, the Hyksos, you know, people in Egypt being, being expelled with, along with Akhenaten. And this, um, you know, this contingency of nobility and royalty, basically the, the Atonists, the cult of Aton. And then that basically set up the Roman Empire, the Venetian Empire, and ultimately like created Christianity. And so that's a really rough, you know, it's a really rough, you know, draft of the, the alternative history. But if you look at, you know, just for an, uh, uh, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, history, you know, isn't what we're, we're told it is, you have this incredible mystery of the Hebrew language, mm -hmm. right? And, um, you know, supposedly, you know, you know, it makes perfect sense, right, that, you know, the, the Jewish people were slaves in Egypt with this, like, profoundly, you know, mysterious wisdom, wisdom and metaphysical Knowledge. language, yeah, except, except it doesn't make sense, because if they were slaves, why would they permitted be permitted to have this incredible I, I wisdom? I was like thinking about that all the time, actually. Really? Yeah, I was trying to wrap my head around that exact question because I in that etymology thing that you sent me, it talks about that in there. Right. And I was thinking, like, okay, so if the Ibaru had this knowledge from the north, right, and they're spreading it, that's what the thing says. Yeah. Okay, so if they're spreading it around the world. And they get to Egypt, and they're they're called cutthroat bandits from across the river, because <laughs> that's what it says. That they any time Egyptian text mentions it, it there's these two symbols put together that basically translate to that. Okay, hmm. so clearly, like they're like, who are these people? What's going on? But then at some point, there was some type of recognition that they had a really powerful knowledge, right. or they had something. So yeah. were they actually enslaved to to the Egyptian pharaohs and this one well, and the other, well, or was it yeah. a collaboration? Well, yeah, the yeah the huge you know bombshell revelation is the idea that actually, you know, the Jewish diaspora is somehow related to you know the cult of Aton, Akhenaten, and you know of course you know if if that were true, of course it would be covered up, and we know there's this incredible you know cover up cover-ups of history and destruction of history. And, you know, this article that we're talking about um, is called, you know, etymology, you know, or something like that. That's what... Origi Irish origins. Yeah, on, on, from the book Irish Origins of Civilization. Civilization. And, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, the concept of, of, pre of, of, of extreme antiquity of, uh, of human civilization. So, you know, it's, it's not... Uh, it's not quite an exact science, but you can definitely see that you know this um, this philosophy that we call um, Kabbalah, mm -hmm. Judaism. It's extremely advanced, and yeah. you know people like Albert Einstein. You know were famous for studying this type of inquiry with mm -hmm. someone like uh, yeah, Blavatsky, Plaintiff totally P. Blavatsky. Yeah, and it's and I it's mean, not that I'm saying I understand it, but I'm understand enough to know that no one is really understanding it. Well, uh, there, there's probably people who, who know more about it than, than us. There sh certainly is. Um, and, you know, the, the question is obviously, um, you know, 
why is it that people like Albert Einstein, you know, this really, you know, well-known figure, you know, we think is so mainstream, but actually, you know, he was reading, you know, vociferously, you know, works by Helena Petrovna Blavatsky that brings up the, these exact same questions, you know, this exact same, you know, line of thinking. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you, you, we're indoctrinated to think that, okay, so Joe, you're saying that, you know, there's this, uh, we're saying that there's this different history, but you look at, you know, who's that, we're actually in really good company, you know, it's like, and so what I would ask, you know, people who don't want to entertain this, you know, line of thinking, you know, it's like, well, you, you think you know more than Albert Einstein, smarter than Albert Einstein, you know, and of course that's the type of, you know, like rhetoric that they people, need. well, may, yeah, because that's what they would, they would put on us, like, Joe, yeah. what do you think, what do you think, you didn't go to school, did you, did you go yeah. to university, did you learn from university, it's like, yeah, well, yeah. did you, did you, uh, did you did you read Helena Petrovna Blavatsky? Well, Albert Einstein yeah, did. Because it's because not this type of thinking, and I'm not categorizing everyone as gullible, but just a generalization here, is that you have to have a certain openness to even consider something. And whenever you're told by the common narrative, you know, that from the seed thought is that you can't trust yourself. You have to trust someone else. Then you're looking for someone to yeah. show you it's authoritarian so that's why you yeah so so you were giving them what they needed to at least give them an opportunity to perhaps but, investigate it but they it's need permission. Yeah, exactly and and so society has definitely been more open to the this line of inquiry uh lately but you yeah. know it's still we're still you know having trouble you know again activating the concept of logic and reason, activating the principle of, lo yeah, of logic and reason. Separated. Yeah, because we're so divorced from it to begin yeah. with. Because we have this, you know, authority figure. You know, hey, you're gonna li you're gonna listen to me. You know that 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 wasn't on the news. You know that's not what the news said. You know whatever. <laughs> so, but it's it's tough because you know people have really been beaten down psychologically. You know, yeah, beaten into submission. So deep, like it's in the yeah. current of the air. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's why we're bring, bringing this up, and why we you know wavered from the, the the topic because you know it's just it 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 it's a source of frustration to me because you know again you know it's like I could I could go on Facebook and be like hey guys you know this mystery of antiquity you know of you know you know that supposedly we can't talk about well you know who's interested in that uh, Albert Einstein yeah. it's like okay it's like that's in terms of like you know um, who do you think's interested in it now. Well, you know, Besides I agree. Besides the people yeah. like that are like at their house just nerding yeah. out, other than those, what kind of people in power are interested in it? Well, it's, it, that's, you know, again, Napoleon. What did Napoleon say? That, hey, history would be a great thing if it weren't a bunch of, a bunch of lies, dumbass. So like, what wake up. To say about that? that Napoleon's here, like, there's literally a quote from Napoleon saying that, hey, guys, history's all a lie. Didn't you figure it out yet? Like, haven't you guys figured that out? Napoleon, you know, the emperor of France. And so it's like, you know, you can say that and show that to people and they'll just, you know, again, they're just, they're weak minded, you know, and they're where, well, people are being rewarded for going along with the lie. And that's another thing yeah, that's, that's uh, well, real sad. It's not yeah. a real reward though. And that's what you have to realize. And that's what just, so what yeah, I'm trying to say right. is there's, there's no reward in that. No. Okay. But let me back up. <laughs> So in um, in Eliphas, Eliphas Levy, yeah, I've, I've heard it pronounced both of those ways. Something like that. How do you pronounce it? Uh, Eliphas Levi, Eliphas Levi. I something on like the that. audiobook they pronounce it Eliphas Levy. There you go. I'm sure it's a uh, like that. Oh well, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> Bruce, actually mine. <laughs> well, yeah. Finish your point. Okay. All I was gonna say is so. The whole concept of like an initiate, okay, is in that book, they were saying like, um, kind of like there's like that there is there that there is a hierarchy that by law there has to be a hierarchy. Do you believe that? Not a controlling hierarchy. There doesn't have to be a... Okay, so right now there is a hierarchy. 
But it's, I, in my opinion, it's ran by shadows. It's very yeah. far away from truth. It's divorced from reality, mean, exactly. meaning, meaning diametrically opposed. Yes, exactly. It is distortion yeah. at its max. It's on that spectrum. If there's, if there's clarity and distortion, I feel like there's a hierarchy right now of distortion from truth. Okay? So, I, do you, yeah. if hierarchy yeah. has to exist, then we, the work, I believe, is to pull it to the other spectrum, at least. So then the people in charge are actually governed by truth and principle and reason. Do you get what I'm saying? And so then the shadow that has to exist if you believe in the concept of truth. Well, it's not about belief, you know. Well, if gnosis. You, if you oh, gnosis of the yeah, then, law, law then of nature, there right? can still be a hierarchy, but the shadow is a lot less. It's a lot further away from truth. Is that what you believe, or do you believe differently? Well, or do you have anything to say about that? So, like, for instance, if people that actually have spent time and, you know, know the truth, know more of the truth, we're actually in control if there has to be a hierarchy. My, and when I say control, it's, in my opinion, it's not a type of forced control. It's a type of, like, governing of yourself that leads by example and trickles down. And that's, you know, that's the, the philosopher king, you know, the concept that Plato came up with that, you know, if, if a person is, you know, you know, and then, you know, that, you know, that that's in line with the, you know, the quote by, you know, Sun Tzu that he, he who conquers himself is greater than he who conquers nations, mm. which, you know, is, is obviously, again, that's like the opposite of what we're living in now. We're living mm -hmm. in just the total hell, you know, and, yeah. um, in terms of society, it is, but, yeah. but, um, yeah, I like, mean, I you're right. Life and I love everything about it, but I'm yeah. just saying to make it a lot more balanced, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't knock anyone for trying, you know. <laughs> I don't think it would hurt her. <laughs> I, I think, you know, the, the idea of, um, yeah, some, you know, of, of positive government is, uh, is, extreme, is extremely dubious, I think that, yeah, but at the same time, you know, um, People are very, you know, and and un unsurprisingly demoralized, and uh, you know, and it's it's a it's a dangerous situation, and I mean, it's obviously, you know, like kind of like the powers that be, the forces behind government, they're kind of like society is is it's social engineering. It's like mm -hmm. like all these programs of enslavement, all these things that are going on, you know, and. I mean, you can chart the, you know, absolute ridiculousness of, you know, it's just brought up to my attention, you know, the, the week that uh, the autonomous zone in Seattle, you know, the communist autonomous zone cr was created, you know, the stock market fell, and there's all this talk of civil war, this is back in like, what was it, 2020, all this talk of civil war, and that week, um, the stock market fell 1861 points. That's the year Civil War started, you know. And so you look at stuff like that, you can see it's completely rigged. And whatever is, you know, you know that the, that the idea that the autonomous zone in Seattle was all created. You know, I went down to, again, I went down to, um, so I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm get, I'll get to your point. I'm, I went down to the BLM encampment in my town of Lawrence, Kansas, you know, multiple times to say, you know, you guys are full of shit, you're, your pieces of shit, you know, I, I didn't say that, you know, that, you know, you know, blatantly, but saying that, you know, I don't approve this, this is all bullshit, because they're, it's all about, hey, it's listen, all, it's all about selfishness. Gonna, this, I can already tell that my podcast is going to get removed from Spotify. <laughs> well, it's, well, no, it's not, they're, 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 uh, they're uh, disingenuous. It's more of like a cult mentality, more of like a, you know, a, it's, it's like, a, let's all just follow the leader, let's all follow the leader. It's like, well, our, it's yeah. It's it's based in groupthink. It's blind leading the blind. Yeah, and so it's like yeah, and it's 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 creating you know more harm than good. More shadow. Yeah, and so 
but when I went down there, I, I went down there with a book by a, ma a man named James H. Billington, who's the former director of the Library of Congress, and he talks about how this whole notion of socialism, of, of communism, and et cetera, is a product. Okay, James H. Billington, former director of the Library of Congress, taught at Harvard and Princeton, and he's saying that communism was created by something called the Bavarian Illuminati that you probably heard about that supposedly doesn't exist. But if you ask James H. Billington, the former director of the Library of Congress, taught at Harvard and Princeton, he'll tell you that basically the Illuminati created communism. And so I went down to the BLM camp and said, hey guys, here I have this book, I have this, the whole, this whole thing is run by Freemasonry and secret societies that, that are organized crime. The, this whole, the whole thing of 2020 and, and the whole BLM okay, thing the, was, the, I was- The narrative and the agenda of- And I, I, yeah, yeah. Sure, the, the whole thing. And I was saying that this is all production it's all a psychological operation. And I was just telling people that at this whole, you know, BLM, so, so, you know, dis in, in my view, total display of, of willful ignorance. And so I gathered kind of like a crowd around me mm -hmm. that they're trying to check me out and hear what I'm saying. Like, look, guys, you know, this is, you know, the most credible, you know, academic source you could find. He's saying that there's really a connection between organized crime, organized crime, nefarious activity, secret societies communism, government, you know, and that this whole concept of world conspiracy is not some, you know, you know, you know, you know. Like there's, there's, there's reason th to look into it. There's yeah. logic to back it up. And, like and as I was saying that, this guy came up to me and he had, you know, a face mask on. I couldn't really see who it was, but he had this like, this Freemasonry square and compass pin on. He said, what's going on here? I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying this whole, whole thing is, is run by, you know, Freemasonry. It's a government operation. The whole BLM encampment is a, is a government operation and it's all part of, of a plan is what I think is obviously like, that's all bullshit. That's not true. That's not true. I'm like, well, who are you? What are, what are you doing here? It's like, I'm, I'm with the Freemasons and I'm here running the whole thing. It's <laughs> like, that really happen or are you yeah. that I'm telling you that actually happened. <laughs> Yeah, literally. And so I was like, look, guys, see how I came down here not knowing this guy? I don't know this guy. And so this the, this crowd of like, you know, a dozen, half dozen people, they're looking with like drool is coming out of their mouths. You know, they, they just mm -hmm. have, they're divorced from reality. Like people are basically, you know, people have been um, conditioned to be so ignorant and so slave minded mm -hmm. that literally I can go to the BLM camp and say, guys, you know, I know it's crazy. I know it sounds insensitive, but this whole thing is a psyop staged by Freemasonry and Freemasons, I know it sounds crazy, are running the whole thing. Here comes a guy saying, hey, I'm a Freemason, I'm running the whole thing, everything this guy is saying is bullshit. <laughs> and then they'll be like, well, I guess, yeah, we'll listen to the Freemason, now this guy, he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like, that's how, that's how stupid people yeah. are. Yeah, that's so funny. It's and ridiculous. It's not, I mean, it is funny. It's, it is, it's hilarious. It's like, it's like a comedic sketch. It's like, guys, you know, I'm, I'm out here, that this whole thing's run Can by the Illuminati. Into a sketch, or is that the it, yeah, I just did, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's publish a here's the, And then here comes, you know, the, me, the men in black roll up to me trying to say that the Illuminati runs the government. Here's the men in black coming yeah. with, their, with their black suits like, no, they I'm take like, this is all bullshit. The, the Illuminati doesn't exist, like, wearing Illuminati badges. I don't yeah. know. It's like, yeah, they ridiculous. Just, they pull up in a black car with black <laughs> Yeah, I mean. And then, and then <laughs> they put him back on and they drive off. And you're like, did you guys see that? And they're like, who knows? What are you talking about? Maybe they're invisible. Maybe they're just not ready yet. Well, I mean, it really is about, you know, collectivism. And it's about, you know, like if, if everyone, socialism, it collectivism. It sounds to me like you're ready to embody some of the ancient teachings. And oh, really? <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like a, that's quite a compliment. Well, here's well, the you deal. Too. You have to, there's like, there's a process, right? First, you have to consider it. That's step one. Consider. Step two, find your logic and reason after yeah. you've considered it. Once you get to those two things, then you, there's a, there's a, there's a phase of maybe bitterness, anger, frustration, right? Because you can see something that maybe you wish everyone could see, but they can't yet. Right? Okay, so you're angry. You're kind of still there. You're a little bitter. Anyway, <laughs> so after that, what phase is next? 
Well, I mean, I will say that, you know, you can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, and you know that's that's freedom, and yes, so, exactly. you know, you you have to respect that other people like are are. <laughs> yeah, like a horse, you know. <laughs> but anyway, no, but you know. But what I'm saying is, you are the horse. You went to the water. Are you going to drink? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. That's a that's a good uh, that's, yeah. that's a good point to bring up. You know, because you know you can you the more you can't you know focus on the failings of others and yeah, because but, I have thirst. <laughs> well, I got a bottle of water right here. <laughs> Spring water, but but is it really spring water from my spring or from a spring? Uh, is it from this company? Yeah, we're gonna have to stop doing that. Yeah, I want to stop. I do it all the time. Like, I buy things mm -hmm. and I want to stop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Save money for ammo. Oh, wait, what? I didn't say that. <laughs> hey, have you gotten more cameras yet? Yeah, we'll talk about this later. But yeah, I mean... No, I'm just curious. Have you gotten any new stuff? No, not recently. But I, w I would just say that, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, people are really... You know, my, my frustration definitely comes from, uh, yeah, people's collectivism and, again, you know, wanting to limit you and the, they'll see you do something again. They'll see you do something. Yeah, em, like you said, embodying the ancient teachings, embodying wisdom. And then they'll just, you know, make up in their mind that, you know, wouldn't it be great if we just, you know, pretend this, we didn't see that? And then it's like it never happened. Yeah. Can I tell you something but, kind of off topic? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is kind of on topic too. But I was listening to some interviews or listening to a lot of things. And, and I'm not very good at. I could make a list and bring it on recording or something, or they can reach out to me. Anyway, um, so I was reading how when Mercury, which, you know, my podcast is Mercury Magnetics, but I was reading that when Mercury goes retrograde, right? You know, how, or I guess right. a pretty buzzword. Like, so that's why I'm kind of using this reference is because a lot of people are starting to pay attention to that, and they're noticing, like, they're noticing the effects of it, right? right. Um, so... Anyway, there's a, there's a, Mercury's all about communication and thinking and reason and logic and, um, many things. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it, it, it's like the glue that brings things together anyway. Um, and it goes really fast. It, it travels fast. It's quick anyway. Yeah. So when it retrogrades, all of those things are a little bit like confusing. There's more confusion and there's more distortion and there's just, there's an energy that doesn't seem quite right. Anyway, right. so I so I found out that the mainstream narrative utilizes Mercury retrograde a lot. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and yeah. so they'll introduce a confusing idea. Oh yeah. During oh, Mercury yeah. retrograde, and kind of like play dumb or forget about it, and people they yeah. they'll introduce an idea, and so people are kind of already confused because Mercury's retrograde. And then as soon as Mercury goes direct, they jump right then to capture the narrative. Right. Absolutely. Does that make sense? And again, you know, it's it's plain it's to see when you're look. Yeah. And and uh, we could probably come up with examples of that because to your we point, I'm, I've seen I've seen the how well, you know, something. I don't want to keep I don't want to go on and on, but I mean. It, it is very, well, you know, okay. <laughs> so okay so I, 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 I'm going to interrupt yeah. you, and then you take it over, and then we'll kind of, like, wrap it all up. This is me wrapping my side of everything up, and then yeah. you can leave me with your final words during your time. But the good news to me over everything is that my reason and logic that I've discovered as of late, a, a new element, I've had two new elements added to my personal power. I guess you could say. One is that I hadn't been acting very much. Like I hadn't, I like, I'd take it, I'd thought about my thoughts, I thought about, I knew I had power, I knew I, you know, I knew these things, but I, ha I wasn't acting. And that, that's a crucial step in the creating what you want to create, is that you have to take aligned action. So that's one thing I've learned. 
the second thing I learned is that 